That is the last time you're going to hear us. Maybe we might do it again. We'll probably do it for the intros for our Lord of the Rings stuff in uh, November, but just for the Lord of the Rings theme. Um, It is take 104. We've got a few things on the docket today, all Harry Potter, Potter themed. We are starting off from a request of Maddie from the Bad Broadcast, and we've kind of talked about it, how we think there needs to be like a Wizarding World Hogwarts experience TV show. So we're going to focus on the Marauders map and the Marauders. And we're going to give you a little casting, a little little plot, little plot context of the shows that me and TC have both picked, casted, and given a little bit of an overview. And then we're going right into Deathly Hallows Part 1 and Part 2, full reviews. And to top it all off, we are going to give our favorite characters and... We're going to rank them. Sorcerer's Stone all the way through Deathly Hallows Part 2. We have this, your guys' rankings as well as the sweets. We will include yours and see how they stack up. Um, I am... It's very bittersweet, which we'll delve into about this Harry Potter stuff. It is your boy, the Sweet Keeks. And who do we got? TC, Expelliarmus, finally. Sectum Sempra. The, is that it? That's that one? I think that's one. From the Half-Blood Prince? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poor Malfoy getting cut up. Um, yeah, let's do it. Marauders map. What Marauders well, series? How, how have you been? We always jump too much into things. Yeah, you know we kind of do. Yeah, I've uh, been well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my wife came in with my charger, and I think TC got a little distracted. Yeah, I was about to say, "What up, Becky?" Um, been good. Been watching some Halloween movies. Actually, tonight, today is. Hi, Becky. The day is... <laughs> he says hi. Hey. Um, yeah, recording on Thursday. We're going to take our niece out to go watch Hocus Pocus. Um, so that'll be fun. One. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it in years, so... I, it's but, uh, fine. It's a good. It's a fun little Halloween movie. I have no problems yeah. with it. We'll, we'll talk some more Halloween for a Halloween special. Yes. Because I've seen some recent Halloween movies that I'm, I want to talk about. So, I have two, and me and actually me and Becky, um, we just subscribed to Shutter. It's like oh. the pure horror like streaming service, and it's been fun so far. It's just pure horror. Yeah, that's all it is. Shutter. That's a yeah. good. It's that's a good awesome, streaming man. service. We watched well, a movie. Just, that just what? No offense to Shutter and their streaming service, but I will never subscribe. So there's that. <laughs> not, not not exactly your cup of. Cup that of uh, uh, butterbeer, right? That is not my cup of butterbeer, water, tea, Gatorade, any type. Whatever that it is would not be. the cup. It's kind of a bummer. I wish you liked them because it would have been fun pre-marriage to like have gone and seen horror movies, yeah. which we still did. But I, I kind of always ended up seeing them alone. I'm so weird because I actually do like enjoy a good scary story okay. like from somebody. Yeah. Um, like shout out to Maddie and her uh, podcast doing those spooky stories. Go listen to the bad podcast. Subscribe. Yes. So Give like us I five do in- stars and her too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just hit that five star. I, I do enjoy like a good spooky story, but I can't, just, I just don't like horror. Don't like it. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm like, not like the opposite, but like spooky stories freak me out way more than horror movies do. Cause like there's always, a, there's always a degree of fiction in horror movies. I feel like horror stories True. are always trying to feel real. Yeah. I don't yeah. love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I might have a I might have a spooky story for our, our Halloween podcast oh, that's that I heard right. from some one one of the parents that I trained for basketball. One of their uh, kids comes in and he is a great storyteller. I love so, that. Maybe we'll bring him on and he'll tell the story. Oh, he honestly he should. He's you know those people that when they tell a story like you feel like you're in it and their yeah. animations, their facial expressions, just everything, the way they deliver and their pauses. That's how he is. Like anytime he tells a story, I'm just like jaws dropped and I feel like I'm there. Like just last night, he told me a story that just get, sent me chills up my spine. Stop that! I love it. Yeah. Are they real stories or like they're real? <laughs> that's, that's another thing. I, I will say this: one of my buddies, his mom grew up in the Dominican Republic, and she has some crazy freaking stories, dude. Yikes! They're freaky. Maybe we'll yeah. just who knows? Maybe we'll bring all of them or none of them because we'll get too scared. Yeah. So I'm well, Keeks. How are you? I know you're going to be uh, traveling. So, I am. I don't think I've really mentioned it in the pod, but uh, yeah, next week we'll be in Utah for like a week. Let's go. So um, the, the docket is full, everyone. Even if you want to come see me and Becky and hang out with TC, Kennedy, Jives, and Sarah, his wife, uh, not going to happen. We're, we're booked <laughs> full, ladies and gentlemen. But we will. I am going to be cooking some ziti for Keeks and Becky, and so I will put that on the story. Yes. And then uh, we're going to go out uh, for dinner with Can Jives. Can you not do sausage? Wife. Can you just do ground beef, please? Um... I can, I can, I can try it. I hate I like, sausage, dude. Oh, uh, do you not like Italian sausage? No, I don't like it at all. <sighs> Sorry, to I be might, do, I just might do two dishes. Why not? <laughs> Ball out. <laughs> that's, that's, I've actually, dude. Uh, as a follow up of last week's um, weightlifting story, I feel like I'm eating a lot more, which is both good and bad. And I have an, a follow up to the pillow story as well. I okay. found a pillow that works. There we go. Do you want to know what it is? It's, it's from a, Kmart. It's a blanket. Oh. I literally just fold up a blanket and put it by my head, and I have not slept this well for months. Wow. It's, All right. I, I don't know what it is. Start, but yep, start a, a business. Blanket pillows. Just fold your blanket. Do you remember pillow pets? That's totally, this might be the last optopic thing, but pillow pets. Not okay. very comfortable. All right. Well, okay. I'm glad you found your, found your groove. Yeah, but overall, no, we're doing good. We're just chilling. Nice. So. Love that. I'm ready for Marauders. Okay, Marauders. Uh, Unless you have anything else f- you want to add. No, I don't. I'll go first because I'm really excited to hear yours. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let me go first. Okay, so this was a suggestion from Maddie from the Bad Podcast. And like, um, like Kimiko and I have been talking, and I agree. Like, if it's anything from Harry Potter, I think that would flourish as a series. It would be the Marauders. Yeah. They don't, I mean, they, like lot- she kind of mentioned, they don't get a lot of attention in the movies. Yeah, and Prisoner of Azkaban, like, just Harry gets the map and there's much more detail about it in the book. So anyways, here is my cast and here's the title. It is the Marauders of Hogwarts. Okay. And here is my cast. So I have Sirius Black, Padfoot, Rema, Remus Lupin, Mooney, James Potter, Prongs, Peter Pettigrew, Wormtail. And I'm including Lily. Her maiden name is Evans, by the way, in the book. So Lily Evans, oh. Harry Potter's mom soon-to-be wife of James Potter, and I'm going to include Severus Snape. Okay. So those are the cast. Anyways, for Sirius Black, we have Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> for Remus Lupin, we have Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things. What? Wait. I, like, can't he's, even imagine. He, oh, he's, just kidding. He's Will uh, Byers. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of these some of these things worked in my head, but saying them out loud, I don't know if they work. Anyways, going on. Uh, James Potter, I feel like this is great to me because I just saw a recent picture of him. I was like, yeah, 
James Potter is Isaac Hempstead Wright, a.k.a. Brian Stark from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty good. Uh, Okay, uh, look this up while you're here because I don't think you've seen this person before, but uh, my Last Kingdom fans, Peter Pettigrew would be Wormtail, uh, played by Harry McIntyre. He's Ethelwald in The Last Kingdom. Okay. He's a little bit older. He's like 33, I think. <laughs> no, he's 30. He's only 30. Okay. Okay, does he look like, I, I can does, see that. Does he look like a good Wormtail? Looks like a good Peter yeah, Pettigrew. Yeah, he could be a pretty good young Wormtail. Okay, I honestly thought you were going to pick one of my castings for Wormtail, and I'm psyched that you didn't. Oh, perfect. I'm excited to hear yours. Okay. Um, lastly for, well, not lastly, but two more. For Lily, I have a toss-up. Sophie Turner. Okay. Or Lily James. Oh, my gosh. I also thought you were going to take one of mine for Lily. So, just dye their hair red. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and then lastly for Severus Snape, I have uh, Jaden Martell, Bill from It. Yeah. Wait, wait, who would he play? He played Severus Snape. Jaden Martell. You'd have to Bill. get his hair longer. Yeah. Yeah. You can make that work, though. Yeah. So, uh, Marauders of Hogwarts is the title of the series, and it would probably be like their fifth, sixth, kind of seventh year. In Hogwarts. Got it. And yeah, just kind of getting into So are we seeing like the things. friendship kind of develop? We're seeing the friendship develop. Oh. Um, kind of getting into, you know, some trouble, discovering things about Hogwarts, creating, I mean, and then leading up to graduation. So. Because this is yeah. when like the first wars happen. I've been doing some research. This is like kind of when the, f leading into like when the first war happens that Voldemort leads against like wizards and muggles. Oh, and does that happen while they're in school or? It happens a little after it seems. Cause okay. like Harry's death is kind of the end of the first war, you know, cause gotcha. Voldemort goes away. Gotcha. So yeah, that'd be kind of like with Voldemort, I guess, getting his forces while they're in that fifth, sixth, seventh year, right? Or no? I think so. I don't know super well, like the timeline. I just gotcha. know that they graduate around 1978. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> Uh, anyways, so that is my, also I got it while I'm on the topic. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not a huge James Potter fan. Mm, yeah, I get that. He, he I, comes I across as that. a bully, you know what I mean? Doesn't get a lot of screen time. To I mean, he doesn't honest, like, like he doesn't need screen time, but like I prefer Lupin and Sirius Black and of course Lily and State over James. Yeah, like, even we also only have one side of the story from Sev from Severus. It's like, oh, yeah. he was so mean to me, you know, like kind of simping for uh, Lily. But then at the other end, James could have been like, bro, you've poisoned my food all the time. You made me extremely sick, you know? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, there's no, two not sides. Not to say to like discredit it. He's obviously a huge freaking jerk to to Sever to Snape. But just to throw yeah. that in there. Yeah, you dick. know, there's always two sides. I like that. Good okay. Point. Anyways, so there's my Marauders map. Let's go, Keeks. I'm, I'm ready. I'm pretty hyped about this one. So I did a good amount of research because as soon as Maddie texted us about this idea, you know, we had already we had thought of something. So this kind of cemented, okay, the direction we can go. Um, this is the their first year out of Hogwarts. So it is 1978. 1978 is the first year after they've been out. Lily and James are getting married, just about to get married or engaged. We've got Sirius. James, Peter Pettigrew, Remus Lupin, Severus Snape, Lily, an 
a new character that I will introduce, and Ooh. we will have the long bottoms be featured along with a younger Bellatrix Bellatrix Lestrange, Voldemort, and then an old younger Dumbledore. So not quite Jude Law, Fantastic Beasts, but a little bit older. Okay, Dude, this is jam packed. Where do I? When does it release? <laughs> All right, so um, it will be on HBO Max coming twenty twenty two. Mark our words. Put on your calendar. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, as serious. So, have you seen Enola Holmes? Mm. Okay. Lewis Partridge plays the character of Lord Tewksbury. You got to look him up. He would be a really good series. He's got like longer hair in the movie. What's the show? I'll look this up. Yeah, right Enola now. Holmes. It's the movie Enola? that just came out. How do you spell with that? E N O L A. Okay. Holmes, like Sherlock Holmes. Uh, okay, I got I got Holmes. Enola, okay. I don't know. Enola Ebola. It was on a uh, Netflix. It was really it was a it was a super fun movie. You should watch it. I liked oh, it a Henry lot. Henry Cavill's in it and Millie Bobby Brown. Yep. It was oh. really great. Uh it's basically the uh the kid who kind of accompanies Enola on her adventure. Oh. So that would be my serious. You can look him up, anyone who's listening, you could look up Lewis Partridge. What's his Partridge. name again? Lewis Partridge. Hmm? Okay. Did you find him? Louis. Uh, doing it right now. Okay, I'm just going to keep moving on. <laughs> keep moving on, baby. All right, James Potter, prongs. We've got George McKay from 1917. I know he's a little bit tall. I don't know how tall James is, but he's got like a good young look, a good like stern, steady look that I think would do well as James Potter. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Now, as Peter Pegger, this one I thought you were going to take, but I'm really glad that you didn't. Star, uh, he was in Dunkirk and American Animals. Barry Keegan. Oh, the guy with stop. the black hair, the kind of beady yes. eyes. Yes. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, then as Remus Lupin from Ender's Game, Hugo, and Sex, Sex Education, that's on Netflix, Asa Butterfield. If you look him up, you can see he'd be a really good Remus. And him and uh him and James Potter will kind of be not the focal points, but more of the so- focal points than the others. Now, and that's Severus Butterfield? Snape will be played by Keir, K-E-I-R, Gilchrist. He plays Paul in It Follows. Okay. And Lily Evans, just about to be Potter, will be played by Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch. Ooh. I know. Okay. I thought for sure you were going to pick Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy. That's a good one. Yeah. I can see it. Um, so basically, yeah, like I said, it's going to follow... Their first year out of Hogwarts in 1978, Lily and James are just about to get married, and they are full-time fighters with Sirius, Remus, and Peter as part of the Order of the Phoenix. This is during the time of the First War and centers around an Order of the Phoenix they mentioned that thrice Harry's parents defied Lord Voldemort. So it'll be like a three-season, ten-episode arc of the three times that they defied Lord Voldemort leading up until Harry Potter's death and the betrayal of Peter Pettigrew. Now... The, I don't know who the long bottoms will be, but a young Bellatrix Lestrange will be played by Rooney Mara, and Voldemort will be played by Tom Hiddleston. Oh, stop. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston would flourish yeah. as and a young Voldemort. Mark Rylance will play a younger Dumbledore. He's the boat driver in Dunkirk with uh, Barry Keegan. Okay, yeah. And this yeah. is kind of my guilty, cl- my guilty pleasure cast. I really like it. I'm indulging a little bit. Not indulging that much, but the new character, I don't know the name, but will be played by John Boyega, and he's an Auror for the Ministry of Magic. Hmm, okay. I don't know how it would play in, but uh, as showrunners, we'll figure it out. 
So everybody, just so everybody knows that Keeks will be heading SFT Productions. When this comes out, HBO Max 2022, when everybody subscribes and watches, just just send Keeks a nice little DM and just say thank you. Yeah. Or <laughs> or anything or anything. Just say Dude, say hello. I'll get you a, we'll so, get you a cameo. Honestly, like three seasons, ten episodes, hour long each episode. Yep. Just well done. It would it would take off. Oh, yeah. Well, and honestly, what yours is, is yours is great, too, because you can get, like, the three seasons before, then lead into the three seasons. It could be six seasons, switch them out yes. halfway. Yes. That could be good. Perfect. Yeah. That's really you're great. Wel- you're welcome, Or Warner we Brothers. can even combine the cast. It's still the three seasons, but we're, like, going back in time a bit, too. Ooh, I like a good little time shift like that. Oh, you got, you know it. Yes. Just, like, time splicing back and forth. Okay. That's okay. awesome. Perfect. Uh, Marauders coming soon. That's that's what mine is. Just Marauders. Marauders. Uh, I like we it. solemnly swear they are up to no good. Yeah, and that would it? be the intro song <laughs> every time. Um, and then also, it, my my series would show how the map was made and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Keeks, I love yours. That is sweet. Good. Yours cast. is great. Tom, Tom Hiddleston as Voldemort. Money. I know. I don't know if I've heard someone say that, but like I I thought of it as like oh I feel like I've heard that somewhere, but I don't know. I'm going to claim it as original. Yeah. I mean, they're probably same universe with Loki. That's probably how it becomes Loki. Oh, is it? <laughs> if it's part of that <laughs> Loki MCU show. Also, also, I forgot to mention while we're on the subject of Harry Potter, which we will be for the next 30 or so minutes. Um, let's talk about voting. Anything else for the voting for the best movie, best Harry Potter movie? I thought you talk about voting like like the presidential election. I was like, well, yeah, I voted, but okay, to that, I talk vote. about it now. Uh, anything else for Marauders? No, uh-uh, no. I was just like That's super awesome. hyped about that because it was yeah. a really fun idea. Yeah, very good idea. Thank you, uh, Maddie, for the suggestion. And yes. again, 2022. Keep your eyes peeled. Let's go. Okay. Um, Next one. Harry Potter and the Deathly House Part 1. Oh, I'm going to go through voting real quick of the votes. The we best should movies. do that when we reveal our top, when we oh, reveal our yeah. ranking. Okay, I feel like perfect. that makes more sense. Yes, yes, it does. Totally. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, just jumping the, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. I'm getting ready. It's all right. All right. Okay, we're going to go it. Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1. Um, directed by David Yates, once again. The music is done by Alexander Desplat. So he's done, he did Fantastic Mr. Fox. He did, uh, he's done a lot of, um, what's his name? Wes Anderson movies. And he's won two Academy Awards. One for Grand Budapest Hotel and the other for Shape of Water. Mm. Post Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. But... It was really great. A good, I think it's kind of the best non-John Williams score we've gotten until this point. For sure, which is fitting yeah. that he ends it off. But this is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. We have just at the end of or, or Half-Blood Prince discovered what Horcruxes are. So this is us leading up to the point of how are Harry, Ron, and Hermione going to find the Horcruxes? How are the Order of the Phoenix going to help? Leading up until the finale of Part 2 of Deathly Hallows. It's mm-hmm. much more dramatic, uh, part one, is how I'd say. Directed yet again by David Yates and written by Steve Cloves, our good boy. TC, what do you think of it? What do you think of part, part one? Uh, I Honestly, I've seen part one once, so rewatching it again was super mm-hmm. fun because, it, like you said, it's very dramatic. It's, it's a little bit of a slower pace. Yeah. However, I, I really liked part one. Now- let me preface this. You need part two with part one. Duh. Yes. 
I, I mean, the other Harry Potter movies, I think, do pretty well. It's kind of standing alone. Obviously, they are, you know, build off of each other. But mm-hmm. part one, part two, and there's so much build up. There's so much kind of storytelling in part one that part two just flourishes with that. And I really liked part one. I thought it was super fun to get a lot of the screen time of the big three, Ron, Hermione, and Harry together, uh, traveling through the wilderness. Uh, I love the bank scene where they go in and disguise themselves to get the locket off of Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun segment. And the beginning scene, uh, right out of the gate with them, um, the Order of the Phoenix coming to the house, uh, Harry's house, and they all take the polyjuice potion. And that was pretty action-packed. Yeah, right off the gate. Actually, as a sweet movie morsel, the scenes with the seven Harrys took Daniel Radcliffe over 90 takes to do just to get that one scene. Wow. I can't imagine that, man. That's like a full day of like costumes, having to get dressed. I like how the camera work is moving around them as they're all transforming. And then you get that last shot focusing all seven of them being hairy in the room. Yeah. And Mundungus Fletcher abandoning my boy, Mad-Eye Moody. Gosh. I forgot about a lot of people that die in this one. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that part one is essentially them just with the locket trying to figure out how to get and kill that Horcrux. Mm -hmm. Like there is a lot of, you know, storytelling, a lot of screen time of them just walking. And it has a little bit of Lord of the Rings similarity there. Okay. Yeah. With the ring weighing down on him. Same thing with the Horcrux. And Ron was being very dramatic. Uh, But I understand that because he was carrying the locket. And uh, I've seen a lot of people beef about, what do you think about the Harry and Hermione dance scene? I don't care. Same. I I thought it was sweet. I actually liked it. I thought it was sweet because it kind of showed a moment of like, Harry was just trying to keep things loose and right after it ends, Hermione's just like, I'm miserable. Go away. Oh, that, okay. I thought you were talking about the scene where Ron is getting spooked by the Horcrux and like it's, I don't know why I thought of Harry and Hermione like making out in that scene with like the the silver going around them. I like the scene of Harry and Hermione dancing. I thought it was a little weird when it first started, but then I kind of realized this is to add in a bit of levity to the situation. Yeah, yeah. Which like watching Daniel Radcliffe try and dance. Oh gosh. It's nothing against him, man. He just doesn't have it. Yeah, I don't blame him. He can't just noodle all the time. No, you can't (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe, if you're listening, I will give you free noodle lessons. (laughs) Come on, Paul. I got you. In exchange for free noodle lessons. Um, But yeah, I like part one. Keeks, what'd you think? I think think we might have differing opinions here. Um, Yeah, so I think kind of the biggest thing for me about this one is I do like the aspect that it's more dramatic. It doesn't have to feel like it's so action-packed. It's kind of the first time that we get to see the characters really express their emotions. You know, like, it's been six books of nonstop, like, weight, like, of the world on their shoulders. And it's, and like, just now they're breaking? Like, I feel that's act, like that's absolutely insane. The, yeah. the one thing that I wish I could, the one thing that I would say about the movie is, I don't feel like it's paced well. You've got that first act that's freaking nonstop, and then it just comes to a halt all the way to essentially the very end. 
And I know that there would be a better way where you could, as part of the adaptation process, speed up that second act a bit more to make it feel obviously like they're still struggling, but make it a little bit more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I I do disagree with you there because I actually kind of enjoy the slow pacing because part two is such a ride. There's so much boom, 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 boom. And I don't mind kind of like a little bit of character development a little bit of Ron, Hermione, and Harry, their journey to just understand how to destroy the Horcrux and how it's just playing such a toll on their friendship and their unity. So I, I, I do understand a little bit with how it might be the pacing issue of being it slow, but I didn't mind that it was slow. I actually thought it was kind of a fun change of pace. And uh, this movie kind of felt like almost three different movies because of the scenery and the different change yeah. of locations because you're at the Harry you're at Harry's place on Privet Drive and then you're at the bank uh, the Ministry of Magic excuse me and then you're out in the wilderness and yeah so it's just a lot of different and then you're at the uh, the, at the, uh, the, the Malfoy's house, mansion the Malfoy's mansion and then you're at um, Love Goods House Luna yeah you're everywhere yeah this this does a lot that's of right traveling. it is Luna's yeah yeah yeah. So, and that, that was actually also one of my favorite parts of the movie, as I love the animation with the Deathly Hollows. It's really cool. That storytelling, I think that's so fun. Yeah, especially the editing to like kind of cut into that sequence is really cool with the raven flying away. Yeah, and yeah, the feather thought, falling in the late in the stream. That was a really fun storytelling. So, honestly, for me, it was really fun to rewatch part one and watching part two right after. Obviously, they go they go well. They're they're, they're together. They're honestly like. You know, part one, part two, of course. But I'm going to give part one an A. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm going to give it a sweet. I like it. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, okay, so I give it a B. I also think that it's sweet. I, I just think that kind of the curse of the movie is is there's not much more to work with in that first half of the book, so it seems like they've just dragged it out, which I understand that you have to do because they couldn't have just made the seventh book into one movie there's just way too much that happens but yeah. i think they could have maybe chopped a little bit more um i don't know into part one or taken a little bit less off or they could have done something with the script to be able to make it flow a little bit better with the dramatic aspects um that being yeah like i said it's a b it's not bad though it's not anything horrible i just it just wasn't my cup of tea sure and that could hey. just be part of my fault of wanting a little bit more, a little bit more of something going on. Hey, it like feels we like say, a lot of the same thing repeats over and over again. Yeah. Like what you like. Yes. I would say one segment I didn't really care for was when they go to the house and Nagini is disguised as a woman or that lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was just kind of like one of those scary scenes. Um, I don't know if that happens in the book. I think it does, Maybe it probably. Does. But anyways, um, yeah, that just kind of seemed out of left field. Also, I would have really liked to see Ron when he left and how that light that Dumbledore gave him kind of worked because obviously Harry just goes to get the sword and then Ron's just like, hey, here I am, yeah. you know? So those are kind of the two segments that I was just like, meh. But overall, love the movie, given it an A. Yeah, I've, so as I kind of mentioned, the... Um, with the score by Alexander Desplat, he has a really great quote that I think encompasses these movies really well is when you make a movie that there are three authors of a film, you've got the director, you've got the screenwriter, the director, and then Alexander Desplat said the composer is the third author of a film. 
And his score for part one and part two is really awesome. It's really, really, really great. And it goes to show he's won two Academy Awards since. Um, Additionally, Jason Isaacs almost didn't return for Deathly Hallows because of his imprisonment in the Order Order of the Phoenix. He felt that there just wasn't going to be any screen time for him. So in 2005 or 2007, he begged J.K. Rowling to be let out of prison. And this was before she wrote Deathly Hallows. She said, you're out, chapter one. And he signed on for the other movies. Really? So it's interesting to see how the movies and the books kind of blend in with each other a bit. Uh, Because, yeah, I think, when did Deathly Hallows, the book, come out? 2009? Um, I thought it was 2007. That could be it. Let's see. Uh, It was 2007. Yeah, so as she was writing it, he was, uh, so it was 2005 when he said it. It must have been. Anyways, yeah, he was like, hey, like, I don't... (laughs) Let me out of prison. So she let him out of prison. Hmm. And that's Deathly Hallows Part 1. TC, do you have any other comments? Anything else you want to add to Deathly Hallows Part 1? Well said. I think that leads us into Part 2, just like the movie. Ah, kind of, (laughs) because Deathly Hallows Part 2 is so choppy. Spence Derv on Instagram actually commented that and said, the the intro of Part 2 should have just been Dobby's headstone. Or Dumbledore, oh, Dobby's headstone? Yes. No need to see Dumbledore's um, <clears throat> tomb opening again. None of that. We already saw it in the previous movie. You don't have to remind us. Dobby's headstone. Yeah, yeah. I I think it was just kind of like, hey, just in case you forgot, over the past six months, this is what happened at the end of part But they one. also talk about how, um, what's his name? How Voldemort did get the Elder Wand from Dumbledore. So I get it. It's a good way to like very quickly remind everyone, but it seems just a little pointless to me. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Basically the same creative team behind Part 1. David Yates yeah. is directing. And I like that at this time, you know, Order of the Phoenix, it seems like he's kind of, it's his first big film. And he's kind of getting his footing on how do I direct? How do I like block the screen with the actors. And at this time he's bam, he's got great color palettes. He's got good scene blocking. He's got great performances from the, from the leads. It all really, really fits together super well in deathly house part two. Yeah, no, I, I agree hundred percent. And I got to go back on some words. When we reviewed this back in May for IMDb, I gave it a low grade that honestly does not deserve. That's because I watched part two without watching part one. I think those two go so well together. They go hand in hand and part two, man, it is a blast. Like you just said, like David Yates just gets it down for this. I think the finale is excellent. That like the fight for Gryffindor theme. Oh, it's so really awesome. The battle of Hogwarts and just the little introduction with them going to get the Horcrux from Gringotts. And that was just a fun little heist mission. It, it And then obviously Snape going full circle. I thought that was a really sweet scene, really good mm-hmm. segment. And man, S- Snape was just like, I forgot about this in the movie, but he's just like, take a tear. He doesn't even tell Harry. He's like, just read it from my memory. Like, I'm not going to tell you here. And interesting that all of his emotion, just those are like his dying wishes, basically. is It seems to me, now that I'm kind of thinking about it, it's his dying wish so that Harry can understand why he did everything. Because yeah. if he doesn't do that, Harry has no idea why everything happened. Yeah. So yep. it's a really great last moment for Snape. 
And it, it's a good callback too at the end of the movie when he's telling his son, like, hey, I named you Albus Severus, two of the most bravest people I know. That so, brings me to a question for you. If someone you had hated for like six or seven years, all of a sudden you learned everything about them in like a five to ten minute span, do you think that's enough to change your mind about that person? In the grand scheme of things, yes. I think it would take me a while to really let that digest, be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is it. But I would also ask like the question, be like, why were they so mean to me all the time? Yeah. And fun, sweet movie morsel, this is the first movie that Snape actually says Harry instead of Mr. Potter. Yes. He always refers to him as Mr. Potter in the other films, and then in this movie he says Harry. So well, that was sweet. But yeah, what about you, Keeks? What would you do? Um, yeah, I think I'm forgiving. I'm a pretty forgiving person, I feel like. You know, like, you, you give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And especially at that point, he's like, oh my gosh, it all makes sense. Like, he did so much. Loved his mom. Just loved Lily. Yeah. I have another question for you, too. To go back to your explanation about the INDB 250, um, which just basically discontinued. I don't know. It feels like homework when we do it. That's a side (laughs) note. Um, Harry Potter. Okay, so when we're watching a movie, say we're watching Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings on its own in the series versus Lord of the Rings in comparison to other movies. And in this case, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, in comparison to the INDB 250, or Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows as part of the Harry Potter universe? Do you think an A grade, which is my grade for it now, would be a grade that you'd give it comparing it to other movies? Or do you think there's a curve that should go in and it should be given two grades? Does that make sense? Mm. I would say... Like comparing it to like Godfather or Lord of the Rings type thing, mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, honestly like right now I will probably give the whole series of Harry Potter an A, the whole series an A. Yeah, eight eight movies, eight movies. Every movie is enjoyable. Every movie is likable. There's a few things that I dislike, but there's really a few things. Lord of the Rings, obviously, I've given an A plus as a series, as a trilogy. Yeah. That's perfect. It's flawless. I can't Everything wait to about talk it. about the because Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings feel very similar as they're anomalies of adaptations of film. Yeah, and that's 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 why I'm giving Harry Potter such a high grade and A is there's eight films, eight movies, and each movie is good. Yeah, like my lowest grade is The Order of Phoenix, and that was a B plus. Yeah, and even mine for for. Uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1 being a B. It, it's very close. It could be a B plus as well. I'm yeah, keeping it as a B, but it could change because I think I had Deathly Hallows Part 2 as a B plus and I bumped it yeah, up to Yeah, we an both a. had it as a B plus and I'm bumping that puppy to an AA plus. Yeah. yeah. It's yes. a great finale. I think it might be an A plus. I, I think it's so good. I know. And yeah, like, and, I know. Plus just like watching the next day after Part 1. Uh, but there's so much, there's so much to be praise for for part two i mean it's right to the punch there's so much action in it there's so much good payoff great storytelling and it's just like yeah we're done and it's just a journey that you feel with the characters the director everybody so it's so satisfying too you know i kind of last take i had complained about the ending i was like oh the ending's kind of lame to be honest it really like it could have been done differently but it's not as horrible as I remember it being. You know, it's just kind yeah. of a zoom in on Harry and everyone else's face as they're older. 
By the way, Hermione doesn't look a day over. No. (laughs) How old she is. No. At the Battle of Hogwarts. But, Uh, um, it just kind of, it ends how it kind of started essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that is like the last little theme is the same theme that's used when Harry Potter goes to Hogwarts the first time. Yeah. And so are you giving an A, A plus? Yeah, it's an A. Um, it's really close to an A plus. I haven't given any of them an A plus. I think, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban would be the closest to an A plus, but that's more of a technical side. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think it's an A, but I, I agree with you. Overall, it's an A. The whole series is. Do you have any favorite scenes? Um, I do want to talk about a movie more, so then I'll get to my favorite scene. Yeah, go for it. But uh, so at around tw- 52 minutes, when Emma Watson, Rupert Grint um, did their kiss, mm-hmm. it was apparently extremely awkward. And I think it took only six takes to complete. Oh, Wow. And then compared to Harry and Ginny took around 10 and then Ron and Lavender took about 15 and Harry and Joe took over 30 takes. Sheesh. That does remind me of when Harry and Ginny kiss before he goes up to like kill the snake. It's a, it's such a bad, oh my gosh, it's such a bad kiss, man. It's not convincing at all. It's like their lips barely meet. Yeah, and then he leaves. Uh, Also, another fun little movie morsel. Um, The fight between McGonagall and Snape. Mm -hmm. They wanted it to be Harry. And then J.K. Rowling was like, nope, we're doing it. McGonagall and Snape, because that's what that was what it was in the movie, in the novel. And so I love it. And yeah, it, was key, it was a key moment one. for McGonagall. Like McGonagall came out to shine in part two. She the does. Snake. And then when she cast that spell and she like looks over, she's like at Molly Weasley. She's like, I've always wanted to cast that spell. I thought that was cool. I know. And also fun little fact with Snape, when he is fighting McGonagall, he uses a bunch of uh, deflect, deflectory defense uh, spells. And guess what he does with those two defense, okay, deflecting the spells, he hits the two Death Eaters behind him. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did Fun not fact. notice that. So up until the end, I mean, he could have, he could have dueled with McGonagall. Are you kidding? He just yeah. deflects him. And those two deflections hit the people behind him to stun or kill or whatever. The two people behind him, the death. That's eaters. so sweet, dude. So that, that even like goes to show how well written Snape was and how just heroic and to the T how he tried to be on Voldemort's side or appeared to be till the last moment, even being attacked by, a, you know, another professor. Yeah. So. Oh, man, that's so good, dude. Um, I'm just trying to think, think scene wise. I love that first scene with Grip Hook and Harry talking in the room. I think the script, I, the dialogue in that scene is so good, dude. The back and forth that they have. Yeah. Um. And then just the rest, yeah, the rest of the movie flows really, the scene right before he goes into the Forbidden Forest and he sees all of his family around him and they're just like hyping up, you know, does it hurt? And Sirius says, it's like, it's quicker than falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. It's really, dude, it just, it hits all those moments, man. It does. I'm going to come clean, okay? The reason why I didn't give it a great grade when we first reviewed it, because I've always been, a Potter hater. I'm not going to lie. I 
I saw them as I was like an angsty teen. I didn't want to admit the fact that I liked them because I had read the books. I was like, oh, the books are better. Which, side note, is kind of why I don't like to read because I feel like they're going to ruin movies for me. That's another conversation. But um, <laughs> yeah, as I'm watching them now, I'm like, mm, nope, they're good. They're all yeah. of them are really good. Yep, yep. I'm a changed like, man. When I when I gave that grade when we did our Harry Potter part two for IMDb, it was kind of like on in the background. I wasn't totally invested. So here I'm coming clean <laughs> and, and just like rewatching it, being invested. And just there's so much that goes on in part two. And I feel like it really works really well. You know? Yeah. It's just then, it's such a good finale. Is it like one of the 250 best films of all time? No. It's one of the 200 best films of all time. Hey, it's good. It's like the same. I said the same thing, but it's good. It's really yeah. good, and I think it's like caps off what the movies were supposed to be, and it just builds off of everything, and it gets better. Like it really does. And it's one of those. It, yeah, it just it's a great finale. Super satisfying. I love it. In, in so. the room of requirement, there is a prop from every movie in that yeah. room. How fun is that? It's really I saw cool. That. And Good okay, move. so I want to kind of like not end it on this note, but I do want to make this point is um, when David Yates took on the task of directing these movies, his first feature was in 98 and he was 35 years old, wow. which means he was around in his 40s when he directed Harry Potter. I yeah. went to go see Memories of Murder, which is Bong Joon-ho's second feature. Bong Joon-ho just won Best Director this year at the Oscars for Parasite. And he was being interviewed by Edgar Wright afterwards. And they were talking. They were like, how old were you? And Bong Joon-ho, Bong Joon-ho asks Edgar Wright, how old were you when you made Shaun of the Dead? And he says, 29. And he asks Bong, how old were you when you made Memories of Murder? He said, 32. I don't know how old everyone is watching this. But I know that a lot of the time we kind of get bogged down. J.K. Rowling included wrote these books when she was in her 30s. It's just to bring home the fact you'll reach the success that you want and you'll reach that happiness when you want in your own time. Don't look at other people. Don't look at how successful other people are doing. I know it's super, super hard, but it's so nice to keep that in mind. Is like some people don't make it to their 40s or their 50s. Like some people don't figure it out. You just keep grinding. You keep working and moving forward and you'll get there. And I really love reading more about David Yates. It's like he, he came into his own in his 40s. Yeah. He made some of the best Harry Potter movies and some of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Preach. So, that's my little little inspirational moment there you go i don't even i don't even know what to add to that just do you everyone has different definitions of success exactly exactly money's not everything yeah even like recognition isn't everything do what you love like what you like exactly like what you like do what you love we (laughs) need a trademark that bad boy (laughs) (laughs) we we do when we do get new merch that will be that's just like what you like won't even say sweet film talk on it well on the back it will but yeah, I, I have something that's already <laughs> like that. So we'll, we'll get it made next year. Stop. I know. Love it. Can't wait. Um, alrighty. Love that. Love that segment. Uh, to round out, should we do, uh, the favorite movies? Should we do our rankings? Let's or do our movies characters? and then let's do the characters. Okay. Favorite characters. Perfect. Um, you've got the sweets. So I'll I got start the with eight. Do you want me to just give mine? Then you do yours. Then we'll do the sweets. Yeah. That sound good. 
Yep. Okay, cool. Um, my number eight is Deathly Hallows Part 1, followed by Chamber of Secrets, Order of the Phoenix, Goblet of Fire. They were actually switched last time, but I switched them back. Half-Blood mm. Prince, Sorcerer's Stone, Deathly Hallows Part 2, Prisoner of Azkaban. Love that. Yeah. Mine is fairly similar, similar top three, that is. Um, love it. My number eight is Order of the Phoenix. Number seven, Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Number six, Sorcerer's Stone. Number five, Half-Blood Prince. Number four, Deathly Hollows Part One. Number three, Goblet of Fire. Number two, Deathly Hollows Part Two. And number one, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty Goblet close. of Fire, th- honestly, like that five through two could interchange. Well, actually, Deathly Hollows Part Two is cemented at number two. But that five through three could be interchangeable for me, honestly. I'd even say I'd even say Prisoner of Azkaban and Deathly Hollows. I could see those changing at one point. I really love Deathly Hollows with more watches. Could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then for the sweets, uh, I'll just go uh, one through eight for the first one. Eight percent said Sorcerer's Stone was their favorite. Four percent for Chamber Wait, of Secrets. What? Will you do for, it in percentage order? Uh, yeah, let's do it in percentage order. Yeah, that makes more sense. Lowest to the highest? Yeah. Okay. So Chamber of Secrets with 4%. Uh, Deathly Hollows Part 1 with 5%. Oh. And then we have 8% Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, oh, excuse me. Order of the Phoenix was 6%. All right. And then Goblet of Fire, 14%. Half-Blood Prince, 17%. Deathly Hollows Part 2, I'm kind of jumping around, but this got 13%. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the best was Prisoner of Azkaban with a whopping 33%. One-third. Wow. One-third of all the votes went to Prisoner of Azkaban. That one just ran off with it. Sure did. So uh, a collective, looks like the collective total was half uh, Excuse me, Prisoner of Azkaban got m- majority of the votes. And then right after that was Half Blood Prince, and then Deathly Hollows Part Two. So, uh, no, uh, Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire with fourteen percent. Yep, sure did. Oh my God. And then Deathly Hollows. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. All right, it's it's right there. There you it go, is. guys. Your favorite is Prisoner of Azkaban. That was maybe we'll maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a pie chart. <laughs> so that will be. We'll do the pie chart. <laughs> Oh, we'll, we'll get a little, a little graphic up of everyone's uh, worst to least favorite. Now, we go. we're going to do our favorite characters. Let's do it. Just to round it all off, and then we'll give you guys a little bit intro on what we have for like the next five, six weeks. Oh, before before we get into that, uh, yeah. we had something submitted by one of the suites. This is from our friend, Ryan Draper. Went to high school with him. Shout out Ryan Draper. Oh, shout out. And he wanted to say this before we get into our favorite characters. Let's just kind of go stand in the hand. Uh, he said it would be interesting to hear your opinions on who your favorite Harry Potter Harry favorite Harry Potter character is from the entire series. Best character development, storyline, etc. I would be interested to know who you you who you two would choose. Okay. So so for me, uh, my opinion, best storyline personally goes Snape and Voldemort. Okay. Like best storyline, I would say best character development. Oh, I think Harry. I think it's kind of hard not to choose Harry as the character development with yeah everything he goes through. So I'd feel like those three, the best storyline, 
Snape and Voldemort for me personally, Tom Riddle, and then best character development throughout everything is is Harry. So what about you? For best, okay, I gotta read the question just to like get a better best character development. It's really hard to argue with not to argue with Harry. Harry's character development is really great. That's just because he is the main character. I will, as many people know, I love Malfoy. Malfoy, I think I, I his storyline is, although he's not a huge presence, what he's able to turn around to the complexity that's given to him being kind of this wizard from this chosen family and being Harry's like antithesis of not being able to reach like those expectations and dealing with that is interesting. Also, that being said, um, yeah, it's it's probably Harry and, and Malfoy. You can also throw Snape in there. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Malfoy a lot. Yeah. Kind of like the unsung, not hero, but the unrecognized and underappreciated aspect of these books and movies. Yeah. I feel like, for me personally, the best actor out of everybody that played and portrayed their character the best was Alan Rickman for Snape. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's really great. For me personally, it's just hard to... Like, he honestly could have gotten an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, or at least a nomination. That would have been... Did, yeah, that would have been... He did so well. Of the of every Harry Potter movie, they received 12 Academy Award nominations and didn't win a single one. Wow. And The Wizarding World has won an Academy Award, but we're not going to talk about those movies because this is Harry Potter only. True that. So there we okay. go. I'm no ready for Academy my top Award five. Wins. Shame. But right. your favorite characters. Who are your favorite characters? My five top five. Characters. I will go down. Number five, Harry Potter. Number four, Hermione. Number okay. three, Dumbledore. Number two, this is where it gets a little little tricky, but I got to go. I like what we like. Number two, I love Lupin. Doesn't get much screen time, but him and Prisoner yeah. Azkaban. He is such a good mentor character, and I wish he would have gotten more screen time throughout the series. Uh, but I love Lupin. Yeah, and number that's one, a really good choice. My favorite one is Hagrid. Love Hagrid. He's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, so, gosh, man. That's a really good choice. Yeah. I, Hagrid's just the fave. So and these you are, you know what? Like we said, like what you like. I have my choices. Um, there's so many characters that you can choose. Maybe a top 10 would be better. But these are fave five. That's kind of yeah. our thing. Um, my number five is Mr. Filch. Okay. <laughs> Everything about okay. Mr. Filch, every time he's on the screen, I freaking love Mr. Filch. <laughs> I love it. He makes me laugh every time without fail. Nice. My number four is Ron, just because it's Ron. Comedic also, relief. really great part of it. Yeah, I really love Ron. Um, the number three is Professor McGonagall. Mm, good one. Just because she's like a great little presence every time she's on there. Now, I'm calling an audible because when you said Lupin, I really like that. I thought Lupin was a great choice. My number two is also Professor Lupin. Let's Rick go. Lupin. Yeah, Let's he's go. really great. And then my number one, as crazy as it might seem, maybe it's not that crazy, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> you do love Malfoy. He's so good in it, man. The 31 minutes that he's in there, like every minutes. single time he's there, I don't know. Like, that's just, oh, it's so crazy to me. Like, he does such a good job. And that's another thing, a great, great thing about part one. He knows Terry, but he doesn't even confess Fess up to it. Yeah, and it makes him just that much more of like a kind of a lovable, I don't know, a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good but a little bit it. redeemed at the end. Like him and at the epilogue of part two, him and Harry kind of make eye contact. Like, hey, you know, I respect you now. Yeah, and I love how the Malfoys are just walking off when the 
War of Hogwarts begins. They're like, we out. Yeah. When Harry just rolls I, off, he's alive. Um, yeah, and it could change. You know, it's it's really hard to leave like Harry and Hermione off the list. I just, I love their characters too, but these ones just, they have something special to them. Yeah, it's great. I don't know what it is. Yeah, top five. Well, that is a wrap for Harry Potter. Anything else? No, that is it. We have had such a good time with this. Yeah, the whole month of October. It has been. Yeah, but we have one more thing for October. It is Trick or Sweet 2, baby! Yes! We're, it's just, we're gonna review Ghostbusters. And we're gonna give just some, like, streaming suggestions of scary movies to watch. Yeah, and then we'll review some movies that we've watched, Halloween movies recently. And mm-hmm. while we're on the subject, we want to ask the sweets. We'll, we'll throw something up on um, the story on the Instagram. What is Keek suggested? I thought this was a really fun segment. What do you want to say it? Yeah. What are some things that scare you that shouldn't be scary? Yep. It can Perfect. be in movies. It can be in general. Whatever you think. Perfect. So good. Irrational fears, maybe. Yeah, I like it. I think that's good. Yeah. Well, we'll throw it up. Is, and we'll see how it is. Exactly. Take one hundred four, Keeks. Much love. See you soon. I love it, dude. This has been great, everyone. Uh, mischief managed and stay sweet. Sweet. Sweet.